this is the not all men generalization that you guys should be fighting you should be fighting authors trying to make it seem like you all want gift baskets with hygiene things in them like fight for your individuality that's what you should be fighting for hello lovers coming to you live from starring cupid fictional studios joking i'm in my room how are you guys doing um welcome to the first live broadcast of the most romantic podcast in southie where we drag and celebrate fictional couples from your favorite movies and favorite television shows once again and always it is your boy zama.x nothing more nothing less from the east not the west way no like no stress <laughs> it's funny when you have an actual live audience it's cool when you guys aren't here then i can be as corny as i want to be how are you guys doing how you how's it hanging and what's popping it is so 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 very lovely to be on the air in quotation marks i'm gonna keep putting quotation marks every time i make a reference because this doesn't feel live live but i can see you and that's already uncomfortable for me so yeah we're on the air and really really great to be with all y'all that could make it here to all the lovers that are gonna stream the episode later which i hope and i promise this is a live promise the full episode will come up tomorrow on our streaming platforms Lovely greetings to all of y'all that are listening to the episodes on streaming platforms. I just, I hope everyone had a decent September. Hopefully it was all the R&R that you so desperately needed because I desperately needed it. But thank you for making time in your schedules to be with us today. I think I'm said thank you four times like if that's any reflection for how excited i am about this episode even that is an understatement i am extremely excited not only because our subjects are worth the excitement i'm extremely hyped for this one because first of all this is a very terrifying idea that i've had for a very long time Contrary to a year's worth of footage of the show, Nenenendazio, I am extremely shy. Quite, quite shy. Knowing that I don't have time to like think or even change my words in front of y'all, that's terrifying stuff. Really, really scary. It's the only kind of um, barrier I had between doing this and knowing that people will hear me is knowing that you guys will hear me after i'm done like i get to choose what y'all hear wow that sounds that sounds kind of dictatory when i say it out loud <laughs> huh thoughts anyway however i always say that i want to hear from you guys i always want to hear your thoughts on things i always want to know what you think about 
all the movies that we bring forward so why not utilize this wonderful feature shout out to my boy jack to <laughs> to make it easier for me to hear all your thoughts and all all your wonderful opinions life drive until we are in a post covid world whatever that even looks like until then we can't really have serious live shows which i will also be interested in doing then we this will have to do for now so again and hopefully for the last time thank you for joining and welcome 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 as you know i always have to do something big for the finale it's my thing it's my favorite thing to do because i'm dramatic like that and i couldn't think of a better subject movie for a season finale than this one because tonight lovers we are looking at the messy entanglements in the 2009 rom-com classic that is he's just not that into you what can i possibly say about it what what can possibly be said about this the cinematic mess <clears throat> it's wonderful it's it's really wonderful i first saw this film i think midway through my high school career and it came out in 2009 and that's not when i was in high school because i'm a young person i don't know how i had missed all those years of it playing on our television i i really don't know but once i did see it 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 captivated me I'm, I'm it captivated me i really like rom-coms that have like multiple narratives and like focus on multiple people some of you may know that Love Actually is my favorite Christmas movie, not even because Christmas. So you can imagine that this this movie felt it had those similar notes in it that I love so much. Um, it's very much a 2009 movie, though, like beyond the style and the music that they're listening to the the I call it Twitter dating advice. That made up the dialogue it reminds you that hey this is 2009 so obviously it's not always going to hit everyone's eyes as cinematic gold and that's okay <laughs> that's that's all right like it's okay if movies are bad this this is romantic comedies it's it's 60 percent of the genre really so who cares it's a fun movie also hetero romantic drama is absolutely hilarious content i I can't believe the problems that you're <laughs> wow but on a serious side what i enjoyed so much about this film is the stories that we get to see in it it felt like an american version of intersections but as, but as a movie and with no real lessons being taught to everyone and not every person every single person in this is having sex although there are various sexual links between each people which i will get to into later but yeah it's good for that that every character has a certain point where they start from which is for most people a low point and they go through this journey not everyone hits the same finish lines not everyone learns their lessons not everyone's a hero by the end of it but it really it it represented kind of like the full life cycle of dating for some people 
no heroes only male villains and funny anecdotes that aren't even that funny all of this to say i really love this movie and it has drew barrymore come on guys give any formula like there's nothing there's nothing that can flop drew barrymore drew barrymore please respect on my girl so obviously i'm happy to have you and i'm not gonna just sit here and talk and talk and talk over even though guys that would be fun hey wouldn't that be fun listening to me just chat shit for an hour but i will get to the questions side i want to hear what your thoughts are on the i'm gonna tell i'm gonna post and show you guys which couples will specifically be referring to but i would love to hear your thoughts on each one as we go through the episode but for now it wouldn't be a starring cupid episode if i didn't give you a little background on this film we always need background information to form unbiased opinions which is funny because this entire podcast is just my biased opinion so we're gonna get into that first then we're gonna have your questions and then i would like to hear everyone also is like likes and dislikes anything that you felt they did well or that you felt that they did horribly wrong i can already tell you i'm about to complain about the queerness in this movie and then lastly but not least we get to have our first live who's your fave battle where you guys will actually get to tell me who you're i want to say who you're capping for but that feels like a misuse of teenage slang so i'm going to say who you're supporting so without a further ado this is the this is the only awkward part of this entire thing i can't put in the interludes like i i thought about it for a long time when i was constructing the show i was like do i just play the clips do i just pretend that this is the real deal but i realized that in in action it would be weird granted me pointing it out is a less weird but we're gonna do it anyway so here we go it's part one of he's just not that into you This movie was directed by Ken Quapis in 2009, as I said. He has directed fun films such as License to Wed, The Sisterhood of Traveling Pants, A Walk in the Woods, and many, many, many more. I have seen some of these films, but I recently watched one that he made long ago called The Beautician and the Beast lovers listen <laughs> if you told me that the guy that made that specific film went on to make these beautiful classics that we know today i would have laughed in your face not in a judgmental way i understand that it was the 90s these were the things that people were making it's just if you ever get the chance to watch the beautician and the beast and you have an hour to kill and you would like to laugh do it just just do it the story is based on a book by Greg Behrendt, I'm so sorry, and Liz Culey, I'm so sorry to Italian, I think I've been butchering their surnames throughout this entire season, but the book is called He's Just Not That Into You, The Excuses, Truth, what? Oh, The Excuses and Truth to Understanding Guys. 
which just sounds like the white version of Steve Harvey's uh what's it? Act like a man, think like a lady. Think like a man, act like a lady. The fact that I can't remember it. I actually read it in high school. That's my embarrassing truth. I'm so sorry to y'all. <laughs> Please do not judge me. I was 16. I didn't take the advice seriously, so maybe that's why I'm here. Anyway, <laughs> um, this specific book, I've never read it, nor do I ever see myself ever reading it, because the title alone is just off-putting. It's, it's the truth to understanding, understanding men. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Like, yes, I read that Steve Harvey book, but mm -mm. <laughs> like, you can tell that this movie is trying to teach women, I guess, how to conquer dating. And what I like about that is none of the tricks that they seem to promote or they seem to suggest to us work. Like, everyone that tries to follow a formula or a recipe in this movie fails which is the perfect response to self-help books that promote themselves as like the man manual to love like you're gonna fail it's it's not that it's wrong i'm not gonna tell people that their grind is wrong but how are you how are you condensing something so so complex to tips and tricks and mm, every everyone that takes advice like this or like believes in advice like this don't you feel like you're in like a, a boy's changing room in high school and 16 year olds are telling you how to handle your very grown-up romantic issues does that not doesn't feel that way mm -hmm. but hey i'm still young the, the people in this story all seem to be like 30 plus at least 27 plus so maybe i'll get older and I will beg at the feet of these authors for my own personal copy of this book. However, right now, with the information that I have in my heart, I'm telling you, it's useless. It's silly. It's a silly idea. Like, why do men have a master key for how they operate in romantic relationships? I want to, I, I genuinely, I'm not genuinely because I'm not going to do anything with this information, but I genuinely want to know, like, why why uh, why do you have tips and tricks and why do they work mm -hmm. this is the not all men generalization that you guys should be fighting you should be fighting authors trying to make it seem like you all want gift baskets with hygiene things in them like fight for your individuality that's what you should be fighting for i've spoken so much and i've deviated from the point the screenplay <laughs> the screenplay was handled by Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein. Uh, Cohn is more familiar to me when I was doing the research and she's known for writing movies like How to Be Single, The Vow, I Feel Pretty, Never Been Kissed and the infamous Valentine's Day. Fun fact, Valentine's Day is one of those movies that made me fall in love with multiple narrative movies. If you have never seen it, I'm sorry because you're probably very old now and it's going to make you cringe, but I think you should try it out. Try it out. It's so, so corny, so good. However, I have beef with the screenplay, not only because every single thing that everyone was saying felt like advice you'd get in high school 
boys change room but like the the manufactured conflict that some of them went through was weird the the general problems that most of them had were weird but i guess if you're working with set material like that book it's it's bound it's bound to get strange so i guess she did the best that she could at the time with the material that she had on to their cast i'm going to as i promised post the pictures of the people we're talking about because i know there's some of y'all out there that no don't know actors by name which is great guys you know fill your mind with way more important things i'm wasting all the space remembering all these people because what am i ever when am i ever going to need them except in 30 seconds so i'm going to post pictures with supporting um captions for who we are looking at today the first semi-couple that we are going to be looking at as our lady we have jennifer aniston <laughs> Yes, everyone everyone loves a good Jan in a rom-com. But when it's time to support her other work. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's crickets. We have Jennifer Aniston and she is portraying Beth with her leading man, your dark knight himself. It's Ben Affleck as Neil. They're cute. <laughs> they're cute they're, they're cute i don't know i don't know what you want from me besides that they're an adorable bunch then we have the lovely the adorable and fantastic you can tell that i love her so much jennifer goodwin as my girl Gigi. the hope hopeless romantic isn't even a word that fully encapsulates the character that is Gigi. Hopeless needs emphasis, it needs italics, it needs to be in bold. Like, there's no one that believes in love like my girl Gigi. And I love Jennifer Goodwin and all her work, so I was, I, you can tell that this is one of my favorite characters in the thing. And she is paired up with Justin Long, who plays Alex. I love Justin. I love Justin so much and all the other white boy things that he does. And I don't like it when they make him a mean person. And yes, for anyone that was confused, Alex was a mean person. Period. But they they had electric chemistry. I really I think of the couples that we're gonna speak of today. I like them the most. Yeah, they were wonderful. Chef's kiss, love them. Then in I said I said we have four or three couples because I don't really know how to to cut this one up. It's more like a throuple. It, yeah, we have Jennifer Connolly as not Anna. Whoops. <laughs> we have Jennifer Connolly as Janine. Janine, poor, sweet, naive, beautiful Janine, who who gets hurt would you believe it, by Bradley Cooper, who plays Ben, her husband. This has nothing to do with anything. I just need, I just need, I don't know, a show of hands, a thumbs down, I don't know. Do y'all find Bradley Cooper attractive? Again, no judgment, 
no shaming. I too am gripped by the spirit of Tamara from time to time. I'm not even I'm not even judging you guys. I just I just need to know. serious. <laughs> but okay, sure. Each to their own. And this couple is, I wanna say joined by, but that's so disrespectful to Scarlett Johansson. We have Scarlett Johansson as Anna, the blonde bombshell that I don't want to say she sets it off because men make their own decisions but yeah she 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 really does a number <laughs> she does a number here love her work in this love to see beautiful women of color getting work hey guys there's no white people there's no there's only white people in this I, I i just wanted to point out maybe i don't know what baltimore looks like i don't know i'll I'll ask my brother to go there and send me a picture. Maybe I don't know what American Baltimore looks like in terms of their diversity, but there's a lot of white people in this. And also like big white people, like the casting direct, directing team, they had money. They had money to throw and they used it on names that I didn't even think could all be on one poster. It was if, no, this is not the rom-com Avengers. Yo, I nearly lied. The rom-com endgame is love actually that's where the big names are hugh grant and emma thompson sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry but yes um that is our lovely cast today onto the plot if you have never seen this film before this is the one time where i have to pull rank and i have to say i can't believe you lovers like I gave y'all weeks. I there was even a time when you got extra time because I was I was the problem. Fine, I gave y'all weeks to watch this. Please don't. I'm joking. I don't mind if you haven't watched this movie. Um, it's like I said, it's blase blase. Like it's not gonna change your life, but it's good. So I think everyone should see it at least once in their life. If you have seen it, but you need a refresher because, like I said, it's blase blase. Do not worry, your girl is here. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I actually do have to clear my throat. My voice might just leave mid-space. <clears throat> okay. E. This film follows four or five different couples toiling in the ring that is romantic love, all its troubles, and navigating the hardships in sunny Baltimore. Yeah, I promise this movie is set in Baltimore. I had to check twice. But once you realize that there's Ben Affleck, you stop you stop questioning whether or not it really is in Baltimore. So I've said a lot. I've given a lot of background. I think y'all have enough to join us now as we switch to I don't wanna call it a questions section because I'm honestly just gonna like give everyone a chance to speak and uh say what they want to say because we'll go let's do this we'll go couple by couple if that's even possible <sighs> i don't want to be a bad guy and limit your speaking but i also don't want to upload another hour and a half long episode later so like speak guys ne? from your heart from your chest tell me how you feel but like <laughs> there's a lot of you Oh, I would 
like for us to look at first i want to look at my faves because then it's easier to get down to the rubbish people and my faves are Gigi and alex their their dynamic like i explained is kind of like Gigi is here to receive one could call training from alex because he seems to be the king of the streets the man with a plan the one behind who knows he's just in the know about everything so he kind of plays that role of helping her out and making helping her navigate why her past relationships aren't working but now my problem is it gets it gets to a point where our boy alex is kind of like looking down upon how Gigi like looks at love and how she views it and how she deals with it it's starting to feel kind of like a, oh i'm better than you at this because women can't hurt me the impenetrable force that is so joy i don't know what he was writing off i if it wasn't justin long i would have just hated him but again spirit of tamira so i would like to hear from y'all what did you think about gigi and alex do you think that the like level of hopeless romantic that Gigi was at was borderline naive which i can agree i can agree on that but i the only thing that irritated me was alex looking down upon it we we they they could have had a discussion about hey dude i think you should relook and rework how you deal with dating it didn't have to become uh oh my gosh you are just so delusional you fall in love with everyone because how guys don't y'all don't kandi what was who was hosier singing to when he made i fall in love with somebody every day like how guys i thought we could relate to this also i want to look at kind of like the types of men like alex those ones that kind of view themselves as the king of the streets the man with the plan like why 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 does surviving dating as a man equal completely detaching yourself and just kind of going through the emotions and also again tips and tricks why why are people working with tips and tricks so yeah i'm done <laughs> it's just that not that i feel bad for gigi but she was getting hella delusional it's it's one thing to look at everything with hope in your heart that it will work out but niggas i don't know <laughs> i i don't know okay wait hello okay i can't hear you so can everyone else hear you okay. um, so i'm on now yeah you are so i've just never i've just absolutely never spoken on this space but same on Gigi and alex i think part of something i saw in this story was how Gigi was just left to feel delusional and like um to hold on to hope that wasn't there 
Mm. And one of the things that had her doing that was because of, well, the very lesson, the very first lesson in the movie. She's like basically the most obvious one, right? Mm. Here is a guy. He does not like her. And it's like everyone but her can't Mm. see that. But then for some reason, everyone does have some kind of explanation Mm. as to, you know, why he's doing what he does. He's not communicating with her. He was clearly not very keen on following up with her, Mm. even towards the end of the date, where typically if someone actually truly likes you, they would at least explicitly set up the chance to see you soon again. You know, they'd be like, oh, well, I have this going on then and there. Um, I think it would be a better time to even you know, get to even know each other better than this. Or that even, like, it's just, there's always an excuse. And this is what I'm, I'm trying to say. There's just always some kind of underlying excuse to something horrible a man, mm. you know, is just doing to the potential romantic interest or, you know, a woman who actually does like them. Mm. And the worst part can just come when, he understands that she likes him more than he likes her, but he doesn't know how to mean what he says and say what he means. So he just goes on to completely avoid effectively communicating. So yeah, that's all I have to say. And that's on Connor. Oh. I guess I have more. Yeah, no, Connor. I guess I have more to say on Connor. (laughs) No, I think Connor's a great case. For those that don't know, Connor is... The tragic, tragic, tragic character that's in love with um, Anna and his main problem, like you said, is just communicating his feelings. But also he was he was not I don't want to say that he was allowing himself to be taken advantage of because we need to acknowledge that Anna was kind of a villain. Yes, but he falls trapped to the thing that Gigi is kind of falling trapped to. But he thinks it's fine because it's in the framework of uh, friendship. I actually post the picture with Connor in it as well. So, yeah, we can talk about Connor. He's a mess. <laughs> he really is, but I think that even where we are supposed to feel sorry for him, we just think that... I, I just think that his the behavior he gets from Anna is just... It's sort of kind of what he does about, you know, not being clear, mm. you know, and he's just... He's just taking that out on, you know, anything else he does, mm. you know, to his other romantic interests. But now that he's the one put in the position where he just expects clarity and he expects, you know, um, courtesy. He expects exactly. He doesn't get that. Mm. But for him, it's just that he doesn't just he doesn't just go on. Um, how do I say? Um, you know, um, moping about, he he just goes on and just deals with it, I guess. I, I don't know how to put it. I think he he deals with it better than, not that not that he deals with better than Gigi. Gigi was distracted by Alex. I think if Alex wasn't the first thing that she clung onto afterwards, she'd also have her time to like deal with it or get through it. I think he he only got through it because he didn't lose hope until like the very last the very last she said hey 
I don't think I can do this. Which, I'm not saying it's common amongst men, but men hold on to the a whisper of hope with everyone. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Thanks for speaking. Okay, thank you. Um, Dental, I know you wanted to say something and I was going to approve your thing before. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you like to say? Also, guys, we all need to collectively complain to Jack because as much as I like spaces, I feel like this is still a poorly designed thing. Like, it took me three days to figure this out and I'm allegedly a young person. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I be questioning myself sometimes. After 21, if you stop counting. After, tw after 21, I think we should all just admit I that... <laughs> Just celebrate me and nothing else. Age, age, and dating actually becomes a problem in this movie for 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 what's her name, Beth, because she feels like she's getting too old and she's not married, so things will shake. Dinto, I'm gonna need you to unmute yourself. He wasn't Neil wasn't interested in marriage. Which is something that I wanted well, to get in. She, with Neil she, she loved wanted, Neil. But she wants to get married and have kids. <sighs> so she didn't even she want she didn't even want to have kids. She just wanted to because they were together right. for seven years. And they were together for seven years and she just felt like it was like the natural next step. And I get it because her little sister was getting married around the same time. And everyone that spoke, yes. That you're talking to me about. Yes. Oh God. Did you not look at any of the promotional gifs? Honestly, I haven't been on Twitter like. Wow! That. Wow! Wow! Okay, wait. But yes, um, with 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 Neil, she 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 was around people because of her sister's wedding. She was around people that were kind of they were always having these conversations of, oh, when you love someone, you get married, you join your hands in marriage, and I was like, okay. <laughs> which is different because okay fine she wanted i'm i'm biased because i'm a person that doesn't give a damn about marriage but if it's something that she wanted i believe i understood that thing of hers where at some point she says hey dude if you're not gonna get married at the end of you being nice to me i would like you to not be nice to me anymore because yeah. it's, that's, it's where that's where i'm trying to go yes and it comes and it works not that it works she doesn't trap him into this decision it works because he comes around and he goes actually i'd rather be married to you than just be without you so yeah um hold on okay we are alive you can speak hey yeah, you have to unmute yourself, guys. I realize that I can't do it. I thought this would be like in a Zoom lecture situation, and it's not. Oh, one, two, one, two, this, one, two. Yep, you're online. Okay, cool. Um, first, I wanted to say I feel like I feel like you're being a bit harsh with Alex. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not biased. I 
maybe a little biased, but this isn't coming from a biased point of view. Okay. Um, I don't think that anything can to be made. Mm. Um, when people kind of, you know, they keep taking advice. I just thought he was being intelligent with the way that he handled. Yes. I will say she made the wrong decision at the end. I don't know why she chose to. I think that I was honestly out of the ending. That was the thing I was most upset about. I was like, why? <laughs> why you? Why after you found the man that you've been looking for, would you go back to the man that like throughout the movie had been dragging you? Hey? Mm. Unintentionally, as I see, but okay. still begging you. And B did not see you in any kind of romantic light. That's mm. just like towards the end when you start admiring him. Mm. That he was like, ah, actually, like this person, like, mm. I'm starting to feel He was like, the grinch was hot, started to grow. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt like at that point, it should have been too late because she had found what she was looking for she had she had found exactly what she was looking for mm. and i was like ah, i don't know but it was a bit selfish of alex to but i think it was selfish of alex to take her away from that just mm. because he had feelings for her or he thinks that he has feelings for her um and i thought she was a poor pie for going with it for being like oh baby cool but like she never wasn't presented as a poor pie like the way that she I don't want to say she got dribbled by men because that was just like them being unreliable. But they'd always shown us that at the end of the day, this is a hopeless romantic woman. Like, yes, I was also questioning just picking him at the end. But this was also like a rom-com in 2009, so I wasn't shocked. But yeah, she, she, I think she stuck true to what I thought she would always do, which is pick romance over everything. And for her, I guess it's that for me, it's that question of do you pick people that are right for you or do you pick people that you hit it off with? And I know the real life answer is not always the fictional movie answer because it seems like movies like to pick chemistry over every over everything. So thinking like that, I'm like, okay, maybe being a hopeless romantic, being the person that she is, she was kind of like, oh. I'm going to I'm going to go with what the heart allegedly wants, which is true to who Gigi was. But thank you, Alex, for your for your biased thoughts on Alex. Oh, I was going to say something and I completely forgot. If there are some people that are having technical issues with um with going on and like with their mics and stuff. If that's the case, you can just DM us your thoughts, DM us your your opinions, and I'll just read them out on here. Speaking of that, we have a lovely insert from our producer. Producer's getting a, becoming a weak word, Sam, because where are you? <laughs> from our producer, Sam. And um, he's noting on the, the part about dating tips. Um, he says very, very proudly, I must say for someone that's a producer for the show, he says, I haven't seen this movie, but to comment on men's dating tips, 
there are men who genuinely believe there is a formula to dating which is why you get pickup artists oh yeah those you know those those um dating coach men on tiktok now that have become the wave yeah but so cringe so wrong and so cringe but yeah those are like the pickup artists that he's referring to he says um guys who think this way also think a failure in a relationship doesn't have anything to do with them not fully committing or them cheating constantly you are variables in an emotionally fulfilling formula to replace their mothers oh my god <laughs> everything everything was going like normal and then yeah. he had to hit them with the oedipus complex guys thank you sam for your thoughts but oof. Edible. yeah the edible complex strikes okay. again <laughs> every day it's the edible complex child but he's right like men fall victim to this kind of dating coach thing that i've never really quite understood and i know it's from a place of just not knowing any not not knowing what to do but it but it's sad that you get you get <sighs> scammed really is the word i feel like a lot of people were scammed in this Speaking of people getting scammed in this, I want to move on to my girl Janine, Ben, and Anna because this became a trouble at some point. And also, I guess, to like honor the relationship in inverted commas that Connor had with, with Anna, I'm also going to have to mention him. But mm, guys, he's close to a non factor, no offense. <laughs> no offense to the boy. But yes, a quick summary of this couple. Janine and Ben are married. Janine works with Gigi and Beth at some job. Wow, why don't I actually know? They, I think they write advertisements. No, Drew Barrymore's character writes advertisements. I don't know what they do for a living. It's not important to the story. And then Ben and Neil are friends. I don't know how deep their friendship is. But yeah, Neil is the married guy in the friendship and he's the one that ben turns to mostly for his personal drama with beth um but he's the married guy that's <sighs> i really hate the way i wish i didn't know how married men th men think when they when they're cheating because they like they perfectly showed it here like the constant hesitation and the inevitable moment where he gives into it all and he just does it like it irritated me because you you fail to see that whole point of oh no it just it just happened like when feelings appear like you can't really respect ben's emotions in this because he really just wanted to cheat on his wife it wasn't unfortunately for anna she was she was ready to believe that this was the love of her life also is a strong word but she was ready to believe that um you could just you you could just be so in love with someone that they would leave their wife for you which is not unheard of guys it happens but that was the major thing in this movie as well that whole idea of everyone wants to be the exception to the rule like you you would like to believe that this thing that happens to everyone else won't happen to you because someone's aunt's dog's owner this didn't happen to them like and it's 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 a weird way that um people have painted not even just dating there's a lot of things that people apply this to but it's a weird way to paint dating because like they say in the movie some of us are not the exception we're the rule 
and Anna, so Anna falls for that in this throuple situation and it's sad to watch not only because Janine doesn't give us well they don't write her to be someone that kind of deserves this not that anyone deserves to be cheated on but she's a she's a wholesome wife she just she's just working she's just trying to get this house ready for them she tries even despite feeling completely betrayed and completely hurt when he finally admits that he's done this thing she still tries to kind of like build it up again she doesn't even wait for like summer time she's like no we can fix this we can do this which is kind of making her seem like a person that this doesn't deserve to be happening to but yes it's just why <laughs> why did this have to happen why did you have to talk yourself into this with all the self-awareness that this is wrong and then kind of be shocked when it all explodes in his face because it really does explode in his face because Anna doesn't want anything to do with him when she realizes that no man this person's never gonna leave his wife and once Janine finds out I think okay shame with Janine I think it was more of the lying thing because the cigarette thing was already on her head and then it was this and then it was kind of the realization after she actually finds the cigarettes that hey this person if they can do it once they can do it again and they just don't respect this honesty thing that we have going on he loses more than he could ever have gained to begin with and it's funny because in contrast to him we have been who even though he doesn't want to get married in any way he he doesn't he doesn't get what Ben is doing oh did I say Ben twice Neil is the friend that doesn't want to get married but still doesn't understand what Ben is doing he he goes as far as there's a time when they're on a boat and this is this is funny to me like I don't I don't have enough male friends for them to like form a circle around me and talk so I don't know what boys talk about <laughs> but it was funny to me when they were on the boat and they were having like I guess what is a hot to hot and Ben is shocked that Neil doesn't think about other women like despite him not wanting to take that kind of commitment with Beth he doesn't it's not because he doesn't want her or he doesn't like her he's completely in love with her he just doesn't want to do this one thing and it's always funny to me when men that are sluts meet men that are completely monogamous or like don't even care about that thing like the shock that they have the collective shock that they have because it's like they, you guys are all different like you're all different people of course there's going to be some of you that don't care for this thing why is you shook like it was just funny that um they paid these two men as friends and they had like this thing this contrast between them but besides the full story being cheating is wrong oh and that anna's a villain because i don't like how she i don't like how she treated connor and i don't like that her experience didn't teach her lessons on how to better treat connor it was better at the her only redeeming act was finally dumping him that was the most the most generous thing that anna did for connor was dumping which is so sad but yes like you've ruined you've ruined two good things over nothing cheating is bad whatever whatever 
and i like how they did it in this movie i like that he's not a hero at the end of this i like that um these two women kind of didn't fall apart or whether when that love was taken away or gone and i like how janine janine doesn't look sad she goes outside at first but then she redeems herself i i do like that she doesn't go outside and that she has a redeeming arc that doesn't involve love they could have easily just given her a new person like they kind of shift the characters in the thing and hand her someone else that was like outside of her story but they didn't do that which is great which is wonderful any thoughts any any thoughts on anna anna and connor and also the thruple because it's it's really hard not to be mad at these people but i have to believe that grown-ups they know what they're doing they they have the emotional capacity to make the right decisions when it seems like this entire movie is dedicated to showing us that okay so on the um on the topic of what will you speak about um this is actually a very accurate um usually like in the police are speaking specifically when it comes to relationships at least in my my experience that they did with that couple 
like outside of Anna, was the parallel between or rather the way that they used the house as a character, as a mm. plot device, where it starts off as um, Jenny is working hard at the house. She's being very intentional. She's putting a lot of effort into it. She's, you know, like throughout the movie, at no point was Ben there being like, oh, no, we should do this, we should do that. It was always Jenny focusing on, you know, building the house, mm. which, I, which I think could be seen as a... A metaphor for building their relationship. She was like, I see the house this way, I see the relationship this way. Um, this is what I want to build, this is where we're at. And then Ben was very apathetic throughout all of it. Um, following through all the way to when they when their relationship eventually ends, it ends with the scene where she finds the cigarettes and then she starts trashing the house. Mm. Um, and when, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this could be seen as, you know, the relationship now coming to the to an end, the relationship the also being ruined, oh, wow. where she throws him out of the house, or, you know, metaphorically, mm. throws him out of the relationship, because he didn't have the bravery to end it himself, even when he was ready to leave. Um, as for Anna, um, <laughs> I felt like she was also done that. In all of this, Ben was a big villain. Um, and it was also done dirty because he really did tell her everything that she wanted to hear. He was there telling her, in a whole marriage, telling her, oh, nobody's ever made me feel this way. Nobody's ever had me thinking about them, this, that, and the other. He was telling all of, he was telling her all of these nice things. He was leading her to believe that he was going to leave his wife. Um, yeah, and he really was a big asshole about it. Um, and Anna, shame. I mean, she also had her own. She, I, I thought it was cool the way they drew the parallel between what Anna experienced with Ben and what she experienced with Connor as well. Because in the same way that Ben wasn't brave enough to tell Jenny how he really feels, um, Anna also wasn't brave enough to tell Connor how she really feels. Um, and I think in both cases, both people were cowardly in that they chose convenience over being honest and giving the other person agency in that relationship and giving the other person the choice over okay this is what the other person actually feels am i willing to continue with this um yeah that's my say on the i guess love triangle or it's yeah. always a love v unless two people that are by are in love with each other so it's a love view but thanks for that alex um i wanted to oh i'm done yeah <laughs> i wanted to speak on something that you said now i can't remember oh <clears throat> all great points lovely points thank you there's an important there's an important note that i made when i was watching this which is this whole idea of, and it happens in both the storyline with Beth and Neil and also with Janine and Ben, this idea of men been give, being given this ultimatum of, hey, we've been together for a very long time, marry me or like we have to stop because this is, this is pointless. Like, like you said, how 
Ben made it seem like he was the victim or he was forced into this because she served up that ultimatum. I never understood it because if you don't want to marry me, leave me alone, dog. Like I'm I'm literally I'm literally saying, "Hey, this this isn't fun anymore. So can you just leave me alone? Like save save me the time." don't waste my time it's it's very it's very rich of ben to make it seem like oh because because you made me make this decision i i just had to cheat on you now because like i will i felt cornered i felt like I, I had no agency silly just silliness pure drivel and i'm glad i'm glad that they don't oh my god can I please tell you, I've been talking for the longest time and the mic has been off. It's an off. It's on now, but now I'm upset. Ah, no worries. Well, now I, fa I failed to even, yeah. like, carry on. That was <laughs> I was spitting. <laughs> I'll give you a summary of, your, of what I said. In, in reference to the whole... Ben feeling like he was cornered into marriage thinks he was given an ultimatum if someone tells you that hey please marry me because i don't i don't see where this is going anymore and in that moment that they ask you to do that you don't want to marry them leave them alone leave me alone please i can't i can't stress it enough it was the problem with Beth and Neil, but at least Neil made the right decision. It was the problem in this relationship too. And it is a problem just across the board. There's no reason for you to agree to something like this. Something so legally binding. If you're not this, because there are so many movies that tell us that we have to be sure. There's, there's so many instances where people tell us that we have to be sure. So please don't ever be pressured into this oh well now i have to do it because you've given me this altar just leave me alone and that being said we have our final point from our good sis dental toke who wanted to say and i'm quoting here also i should probably read these before i say them out loud but it's too late now <laughs> so one thing i thought was funny was how kana told Gigi he would call her only to call and <laughs> I mean, this is funny um only to call anna who said she would only call him only to call ben who says he'll call her like that was such a messy moment and i lived for that and then she said and also why can't i feel sorry for any of them they all made silly mistakes and it's a it bit them all in the ass at the end in one point or another of which it's true friend like <sighs> The, the funny bit about that call part is um, <clears throat> one of the major problems throughout this story is just all these grown people miscommunicating or making promises that they'll say something or just lying in for the silliest reasons. And it was just funny. It was funny to me in that moment, that whole calling scene, because it's like, why do you guys make these promises to each other? Like, why do you sell these dreams and you pretend like things are things are going to go great after this like why why do that when you could just be honest especially i would like to believe that the older we all get 
the more open the communication channels are. I say this knowing like the current 30 year old men, like within my family or like within my community, knowing them, I see that it's probably not going to get any better. But I would like to hope, I would like to dream that we don't have this. But yes, to all your points, like it, they make it very difficult to feel bad for them. Not only because of the like silly mistakes that they make, I think also like the selfish decisions that most of them make like i didn't feel any kind of sympathy for connor for a long time excuse me because of what he did to my girl Gigi in the very beginning it's all these kind of like unnecessary silly almost almost destructive decisions that they make that kind of that i get it they make you not want to feel bad for these people at all it's on to the likes and dislikes section um in in your pieces a lot of you have shared already kind of the things that you don't really love about this movie and thank you for that thank you so much if you have any other likes or dislikes just request and let yourself be heard or dm us and let yourself be heard but i would like to start us off by saying um <clears throat> oh Alex mentioned how the house became a character. Yes, that is true. But one of my big likes was how they designed that house. Okay, I almost said it had nothing to do with the story, but you just proved that it literally did. But also, it's just, it's, it's, it's lovely when people take the time to make a set look real. It felt like this was a real house that people live in and they've been planning to live in and they've taken the time well janine put time and effort into it that was lovely um i i don't know if i can count favorite scenes as a like but my major major favorite scene of all time when they're in the hardware store with janine and ben and ben's telling her that he cheated my me nasi p and i our favorite scene is when she's like when she's just found out and she first asks him have you been smoking cigarettes and ben is like what <laughs> and she does that thing you know that thing where you're angry she's like have you and then she realizes oh i'm yelling and she drops her voice and then she speaks it kills us every time i can't tell you how many times as sisters and individually i can't tell you how many times you've watched this movie but it stays our favorite part. And that's just all I have to say with the likes. Okay, going for you, Dintel. I hope that this thing is working now. Um, Yay, we can hear you. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, I generally have a problem with, like, ensemble movies because i feel like there's such a thin line between like just like making it just right and having a little bit too many plots and i feel like i would have appreciated if they cut off a plot like i feel like i'm <laughs> being labeled a traitor right <laughs> now for my opinion but i have to say it like i just feel like we could have cut off one plot because i didn't i ended up like not the plot that i enjoyed the most like the storyline that i enjoyed the most was like Gigi's because they spent a lot of time on that and the whole um wait i have the characters in front of me because i'm forgetful uh <laughs> beth 
no, not Beth, Janine and Anna and Neil situation that I connected to, but just because it was messy, like that I, it's not even about the writing. It's just, it was so messy that I connected to that. But like the rest of it, I felt like, I don't know. I just didn't, I I didn't love it. And I wanted to love it, but I couldn't. And like, I didn't, what was Drew's character? I can't even remember. And I watched this movie last night. Drew Barrymore's character is Mary and I hate what they did with her and Connor because it felt like an afterthought. It didn't even have to happen. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They could have just, it didn't have to happen. I, but otherwise, I, I did enjoy it. Okay, and I'm done. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Didn't tell you. Okay. Um, completely understand and completely agree. Like, okay. Obviously, I love ensemble casts because like it's my favorite genre but i do i do hear that thing of some people didn't have to be in it or some people if they weren't going to put the effort to make these these side characters whole people then i feel like they should have just left them out there but yeah oh what yes alex agree with into with that there was there was a lot going on um there were a lot of subplots and just like cutting between all of them was a bit tiring to watch um what i didn't like was how infantile the characters were it felt almost like they did for a much younger cast or much younger characters and then when they casted it and they made it like an all-star ensemble um, they were like, it doesn't make sense to make these people 20 years old. Um, so I didn't like how infantile the characters were. Because at the age of 30, I felt like at the age of 30, what were you doing in your 20s that you are having the same chats that 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds would be having? Even the advice that they were giving each other, I was like, hmm, I don't know. This doesn't seem age appropriate. Like after at least after seven years of being in a relationship, surely you know each other at least a bit better or your skills in a relationship is a bit more developed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but what I did like is that the characters were really consistent throughout, especially when it comes to ensembles. Um, characters tend to be very inconsistent with the way that they behave and i like that in he's just not that into you they stayed very consistent throughout um each of the characters another thing that i didn't like was the way that ben and ben and janine jenny um, the way that their relationship progressed, I feel like they could have done more. I feel like had mm. they given them a bit more screen time or a bit more writing, I felt like I wanted more background and more context because mm. it was like, okay, they've been married for span years. Okay, cool. But why does it feel like the relationship is two years, maybe a year in? I didn't like that. Um, yeah, that's all from me. In general, I really enjoyed the movie. I think that it's definitely a classic. Thank you, Alex. And 
yeah true all of these all of these points are true it's funny because Janine and Ben felt like a couple that really needed that screen time if you're trying to make us um understand understand how this marriage is deteriorating because it felt like <clears throat> aside from the cheating and the lying about smoking cigarettes that was kind of like it like she just that's all it took for her maybe if they had that that background or they had that time that attention maybe we would have gotten to more to knowing them better more or feeling oh not feeling differently i'm still on janine's side and anna's side but yeah you're right you're right I had a dislike that I wanted to share. Oh yes, now that you're now that you're all present. Um, <clears throat> obviously, this is a movie made in two thousand and nine, and I have to keep my expectations low when it comes to like queer representation or whatever. But I two thousand and nine into the 2010s, rom also, but like in general, rom coms kind of felt like the safest place for queer people to be to like be starring in i hated it because especially in the earlier ones the only reason why they included queer people is to just like make them the butt of the joke at some point or kind of be the sassy gay best friend but i can't i can't deny the like the number of lgbtq plus members that have been in like rom-coms just throughout it as a genre but it's still 2009 so yes there's a lot of queer people but they're not they're not the representation that we're crying for which is why it's my dislike my dislike is that this movie tried to it tried to make it seem like it tried to make it seem like they were doing this good thing by like oh my gosh queer people have anatomy here look at them giving mary good advice look at them giving connor good advice which is also another thing this whole thing of you're only here as a queer person to help the straight person suffering romantically like push their story or whatever if you're going to make us magical queers that help like the main characters at least also make us fully rounded people because if you're making us caricatures of queer people on top of that you're making us just there to be these magical people that solve all your problems no <laughs> i simply reject i simply do not want that rather give us nothing because leave give us the money that you would have used to make yet another hetero romantic issue movie give us that money we'll write our own stories we'll cast our own people we'll make fully rounded characters rather than you give us this because this is gross it, gross is the best word that i can think of for this we have reached the end of our show as as a doobie <laughs> We have to end it sometime and there's no way i'm keeping you guys here for an hour and a half and as we do traditionally we have our who's your fave battle and i thought about like looking at another movie with an ensemble cast and like pitting them against each other but i thought what better season finale who's your fave battle than firstly a live one and secondly, one based on the movie's subjects themselves. So your contenders 
for this week's Who's Your Fave are our movie subjects. We have Beth and Neil, Gigi and Alex, Janine and Ben, <laughs> because like I have to include them, and Anna and Connor, because I also have to include them. Obviously, people have shared their feelings about each of these couples, so maybe it's no it's no shocker what your votes are going to be, but I should actually just create the poll now. We're gonna create a poll. We're gonna create a poll for who's your fave. And I would like to know. You can vote, show us your votes, let us know who you are rooting for, maybe who you would have rather have had in our battle, like even though it happened for quite a short instant, maybe you have a, you have faith or you want to vote for Mary and Connor, who, who seemed like from the short bit that we do get, it seemed like it was going to go well for them, but you never know with writers, they do, he, they do hate us like that. Or maybe you have another pair that you would have rather seen together. I don't know if there's any... I, I was wondering if they'd ever, besides the throuple, I was wondering if there'd ever be a point where couples like from the outside would be the ones that that meet. You know, like what if at, at the end of this all, Ben met up with Mary instead and then those lines crossed. Also, it doesn't seem like these people are worried about their friendships because M Mary was meant to be like the best friend to to Anna's character and then she just... Also, Anna left. It's 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 a lot of toil and trouble. It's, it's a lot of things, lines crossing. But we end up with the couples that we end up with. So head on over to our page to vote for your favorite couple. While I do type this up, I want to say thank you to you, everyone that did join us. Your presence and your opinions and your thoughts were thoroughly already appreciated i'm sorry for like the 655 technical difficulties we had like i said i'm a old person disguised as a 20 something year old i don't know how to do any of this stuff so thank you for being patient with me thank you for helping me out some of y'all thank you for being with me not only in this episode it's been a great it's been a really, really great um, season four. I I had ambitious, <laughs> I had very, very ambitious takes with this one. And they all managed to come true or like happen. And that is because of you lovers. Every time you guys tune in and you tell me that you listen to my podcast, it makes me want to carry on doing this. This could have easily just turned into a blog so that I don't have to deal with all these things. But you guys pull through and you show up and that's great. And that's, it's nerve wracking all the time that you guys just show up, but it's highly, highly appreciated. So season five is happening. No doubt about it. I promise guys, I will not, I will not ghost you. Season five is definitely happening. It will come at a date that will be announced at some point. Just, I don't know anything about the future right now so 
this is my life promise that season five will actually happen oh my gosh you guys voted for Gigi and alex immediately we also have beth and neil in the running good for you good for you guys you know good for you for making wonderful decisions what was i saying <laughs> oh yes um we will come back i have made several promises in the past about side segments and the promise about youtube being available on youtube this is an important update it's gonna happen it's also one of those things that i have to figure out because i'm an old person that doesn't understand technology it's not because i completely forgot or i've been ignoring the request it's technology it's me it's me versus technology and it's a losing battle so be patient with me but youtube is definitely coming hate to see it is also coming because i think i owe you guys a bonus episode because it's been so good it's been so great and i'm a person that spoils my lovers so <laughs> hate to see it will come out at a date that will be announced it is spooky season which if you know me or have been following me for a long time you know this is my favorite season of all time we will not be having the traditional spooky season that we had last year but you can all revisit our spooky specials from last year maybe i'll rewatch some things and maybe we can talk about them on here but i hope you guys have a lovely amazing fantastic october happy south african pride month to all my southie babes in the lgbtqi plus community you guys are awesome and i love you happy spooky season I shall see you all on the flip side of life. Until then, be good, be merry, be joyful, rejoice. All those wonderful things. Bye.